1: The bottom line is that he was negligent and caused the death of my son and death of 15 other people.
2: Judgment day for the truck driver in the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. The sentence and reaction from families. The rental program raising eyebrows.
3: It's building new housing. Is it really the right kind of housing?
2: Why critics say it's anything but affordable. And lottery pool rules.
1: It's really important to make sure that everybody involved is covered.
2: The jackpot dividing a group of co-workers and how to keep the peace at your office.
4: B C This is Global News Hour at 6. Good
2: evening and thanks for joining us. Almost a year after a deadly crash that devastated this country, the semi-truck driver involved in the Humble Broncos bus crash has been sentenced. Jazz Caratt Singh Sidhu given 8 years in prison. Global's Ryan Kessler has more on the sentence and how families of the victims, many of whom were in court today, are reacting.
5: With Jaskeret Singh Sidhu's eight-year sentence, the judge hopes to send a message to drivers, saying "carnage on highways must stop." Pointing to Sidhu's five missed road signs before the crash that killed 16 and injured 13 others, she says it is baffling and incomprehensible that a professional driver, even one with little experience, could miss so many markers over such a large distance. In court, families of those killed and injured in the crash wore yellow jerseys bearing the names of their loved ones as they witnessed one of the long. Canadian sentences handed down to a sober person accused of dangerous driving.
6: Me personally, I knew I was going to be disappointed
5: no matter what. There's there's no number that would have made me happy. The judge says Sadhu's guilty pleas kept him from receiving the maximum sentence. Sadhu apologized and took full responsibility. Because he's a permanent resident and not a Canadian citizen, the truck driver will likely be deported to India upon his eventual release. On Friday, his family spoke publicly for the first time.
6: We also feel indebted to the families and the Canadian public at large for the support, sympathy, understanding.
5: With sentencing concluded, some families are contemplating what's next. The first anniversary of the crash is only two weeks away and a Saskatchewan family is preparing for a farming season without their son. It was broad daylight when that accident occurred. It didn't need to happen. There was no reason, no reason that it had to happen. Some families are choosing to focus on the transportation industry, issues like mandatory truck driver training, seatbelts on buses, and safer driving. We're, we're careless
7: as a society driving on our highways,
5: and,
3: and that has to change.
5: With Sidhu's sentence, the court process is likely complete, but not necessarily. The truck driver has 30 days to appeal. His lawyer would not answer any questions, including whether he would seek that appeal. Ryan Kessler, Global News.
2: Another packed courtroom today, this one closer to home, for the verdict in the murder of an eight-year-old girl. The body of Tegan Batstone was found in the back of her mother's vehicle in 2014. Today, a judge found Lisa Batstone guilty of second-degree murder. Our Jill Bennett was there and has more on the
6: decision and the sentence it carries. For Gabe Batstone, there is likely no verdict or sentence harsh enough.
8: Oh, maybe one more. Oh.
6: His eight-year-old daughter was killed in December 2014, smothered to death by her mother, Lisa Batstone.
8: I'm sad today and I'll be sad tomorrow, um, but we go on knowing that justice was served.
6: Batstone has been found guilty of second-degree murder, what Crown argued for. Her defense argued Batstone suffered with mental illness and consumed alcohol before and after she suffocated her daughter with a plastic bag. She later put the body into the hatch of her car. Defense wanted a manslaughter verdict. The judge disagreed. Justice Murray ruled the actions of Lisa Batstone were deliberate and focused. The goal being to end her daughter's short life. Batstone did nothing to help Teagan after she died. Instead, she wrote several notes and a four-page letter explaining why she did it. She then tried to take her own life but didn't follow through. The judge found there was nothing mentally preventing Batstone from forming intent.
8: She considered the way that Teagan died.
5: And she considered the statement about Mrs. Batstone made to
8: a lot of different people but why she did what she did.
6: Batstone told people she wanted to send her daughter to Jesus to spare her pain. Ready set go. Gabe Batstone has since started the nonprofit Tegan's Voice in memory of his daughter.
8: Someone who's willing to kill a child in cold blood with their bare hands is someone that probably shouldn't walk freely among us. You know, she took 70 years, seven decades of Tegan's life, right? In a truly just society, you know, she should probably serve 70 years in jail.
6: A second-degree murder conviction comes with a mandatory life sentence. Batstone will be back in court on June 12th when a decision on her parole eligibility is expected. Jill Bennett, Global News.
2: A B.C. Supreme Court judge has ordered the RCMP to provide Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou copies of the data on several electronic devices that were seized when she was arrested. Meng is currently under house arrest in Vancouver, while the case for her extradition to the U.S. on fraud charges winds its way through the courts. When she was arrested at YVR back in December, police seized three Apple devices, an iPhone, iPad and MacBook Air, along with a Huawei phone, two SIM cards and a flash drive. RCMP now have three days to copy all that data from those devices and provide it to Mung. A grisly early morning discovery in a park in Maple Ridge. Police were called when a body was found in Kanaka Creek Park. It was discovered in the riverfront area of the park close to the Lougheed Highway. Police say the investigation is in the early stages and no other details are being released right now. Well, there are new fears tonight. We are seeing a new deadly drug on the Lower Mainland. Worse yet, even those trying to be safe and test their drugs may be getting a false sense of security. Rumina Dea has more on why doctors believe it's a deadly derivative of a familiar killer.
8: These may or may not have gone. I mean, they're in these vials. So Pink I assume and purple they're going, yeah. heroin yes. prompting
7: an overdose alert by health officials.
8: We've been seeing a lot of colored drugs on the street. Um, heroin, fentanyl, um, drug dealers seem to you know, add color to them, I guess, maybe so they could
3: be
7: differentiated from other drugs. Vancouver Coastal Health warning the public to to be careful because test strips used to detect fentanyl are not picking up other deadly drugs.
8: We've always warned people that they do not detect everything. Uh, And so, you know, just because you have a negative fentanyl test strip doesn't mean you can use drugs recklessly.
7: Several samples of the mystery drugs have been sent to the Health Canada lab for testing. It's unclear if a new test is in development that is capable of detecting more potent drugs. Health officials suspect the drugs are carfentanil, 100 times more potent than fentanyl. In 2018, there were 35 overdose deaths from carfentanil for the entire year. In just the first month of 2019, 13 deaths, the spike being watched carefully by the BC Coroner's Service.
8: The big problem is when people use drugs alone behind closed doors uh, because then they have overdoses, Nobody recognizes that they have an overdose, and nobody can come and help them with naloxone or you know call an ambulance and things like that.
7: Thousands of British Columbians have died from illicit overdoses in recent years, predominantly in private residences. Health officials are trying to stay ahead of the body count by getting the word out in many ways, including Radar Alert, which sends a warning text when a new deadly drug hits the street. Ramina Dea, Global News.
2: Surrey RCMP want to hear from you if you can help identify a suspect in a sexual assault. They're releasing two composite sketches. The suspect is described as 5 feet 10 inches tall, skinny build with a short black beard. The victim says she was grabbed from behind and groped while walking on 124th Street near 72nd Avenue last Wednesday. She managed to get away, but he followed her to her front door and then tried to assault her again. Thankfully, she managed to get inside without him doing so. Vancouver has a new Joint Rescue Task Force to respond to active deadly threat situations.
7: Hey, go, go, go.
2: This is a training video of the new task force in action in response to active deadly threats in other parts of the world. The Vancouver Police Department is teaming up with Vancouver Fire Rescue Services, BC Emergency Health Services and Ecom to deliver a more effective response in such emergency scenarios.
9: The term active deadly threat refers to an assailant who is actively engaged in trying to kill innocent people with a weapon. That weapon could be a gun, knife, vehicle, or anything else that can be used to hurt people. The attack can happen in an enclosed public place like an office building or shopping mall or in an open outdoor space like a busy intersection. The VPD's top priority will always be stopping the threat. But if we coordinate better with our emergency service partners, there's an opportunity to treat and transport the wounded in a more timely manner and that will ultimately save lives.
2: Chaos at morning mass, the violent confrontation at Canada's largest church later. Also an extremely close call for a driver on the Cocahala. The details behind this dash cam video coming up on the news hour. Some breaking news for you right now in Surrey. This is a live shot from our Global One helicopter. Fire crews called to a brush fire along 88th, between 168th and 176th streets. No word on how it started at this point, but you can see a fair amount of ground has been charred. We'll bring you more details as they become available. Now, amid what's already a tough rental market in Metro Vancouver, there are calls tonight to freeze a program that's encouraging the construction of rental housing. The Rental 100 program offered incentives to to developers to build long-term rental buildings at affordable rates. The problem is several councillors are raising concerns tonight that's not exactly what's happening. Sarah McDonald reports.
10: It's a catch-22. What do you do when you desperately need affordable housing supply but can't agree on how best to get there? A rental construction incentive program known as Rental 100 is coming under scrutiny by Vancouver City Council, with several councillors pushing for changes as a motion to put the program on pause altogether it gets
3: set to go to vote. We really not want to make sure that this is an effective tool, and I'm not sure that it is.
8: It seems... Uh Uh, a little bit difficult to understand why someone would freeze a program that does subsidize rental uh, when they don't have a solution they're putting forward themselves.
10: Over the past decade, more than 2,000 rental housing units have been built under the program, with builders given big breaks on development fees for setting aside so-called affordable rental units. But what constitutes affordable in one of the world's most expensive cities, and just how is that metric calculated? That's the question at the heart of those concerns of some city councillors.
3: Is it really the right kind of housing and is it really doing the, the best for the people who live and work in our city?
10: Some of those so-called affordable units renting for as high as $3,700 a month. Studio suites and some of those 25 subsidized projects available for upwards of $1,600. Supporters of the incentive program acknowledge that while it may not be perfect,
7: it's still effective. We need incentive programs such as Rental 100. If anything, they need to be made more appealing and attractive because we need a lot more housing.
10: With critics of councillors looking to alter or quash it altogether, asking what other solutions they'll bring to the table.
7: If they don't like the program, then they need to come up with something better. That
10: divisive motion expected to be put forward early next month. Sarah McDonald Global News.
2: Some scary moments on the Coquihalla. A driver caught on video on the wrong side of the highway. The dashcam video captured yesterday, there he is, by Jonathan Corrigan, who was driving from Lake Country to White Rock at the time. Thankfully, he managed to pull out of the way. Turns out that Bentley was stolen from a home in Langley. Police had been pursuing it, but called off their chase due to public safety. They are still looking for the thief in the car, though, which was last seen in the Vernon area.
5: Yeah, the, we got lucky there because if, uh, if it were anywhere else on a hill, perhaps around a corner, um, I could be toast. Pretty lucky. But of course, it all comes down to um, staying calm and not being distracted.
2: A Toronto man flying back from New York agreed to give up his seat in exchange for a payment from the airline. It is a common practice, but what's not so common is the airline promising one amount and then delivering less. Here's Global's Sean O'Shea.
1: If you fly long enough, it's a situation you might well encounter. Too many passengers booked to go on the same plane. In the industry, it's known as an oversold flight.
9: We were scheduled to come back on Sunday morning.
1: Tom Como traveled to New York last weekend with a friend. They went to attend that city's St. Patrick's Day parade. The weekend went according to plan until the return home. The Morning Air Canada flight was overbooked.
9: They needed volunteers to give up their seats. They had oversold by five seats.
1: Como and his friend agreed to give up their seats and accept Air Canada's financial offer. They got this voucher spelling out the terms.
9: 600 U.S. dollars for future travel uh, and uh, a seat on the first plane home the next day.
1: $600 U.S. worth of air travel on Air Canada. That's an $805 Canadian value.
9: This is the travel voucher that was issued to me at LaGuardia by the customer service representative before he left.
1: But after reaching the hotel in New York for the night, he got a confusing email. This one offering apologies, stating he'd get not $600 but 400 US. Here's the check.
9: I thought, is this a mistake? Is this in addition to? Is this, I didn't understand.
1: Confused, he called Air Canada. Sat on hold a very long time, he says. The news he got wasn't what was expected.
9: The end result was that the voucher that had been issued to me uh, should never have been issued to me. It was a mistake so they cancelled it.
1: When looking for volunteers, airlines can offer various incentives to flyers. When no one volunteers, they have to pay prescribed amounts to flyers, which vary. We called Air Canada for 24 hours asking for comment and got none. Isn't a deal a deal once you promise compensation? That's what Como believed.
9: It was a classic bait and switch. Take this money and go, and oh, we're going to change our mind in a few hours.
1: It's not what he agreed to when he gave up his seat and came home a day late. There's a principle here and a lesson learned about trust.
9: The consumer can't trust. The business, they're not going to go back to them. I'll certainly never volunteer to give up my seat again because I don't know what's going to happen.
1: Sean O'Shea, Global News, Toronto.
2: A recent jackpot win is highlighting the importance of knowing how-to's when it comes to running the office lottery pool. A Surrey man is being sued by four of his co-workers after winning a $1 million prize and then allegedly refusing to share. Jordan Armstrong has more on what happened and what you need to know before throwing your money into the pot.
4: In the end, this one page could be just as valuable as the lottery ticket itself. It's an agreement form, downloadable from the BC Lottery Corporation website. And it's recommended for anyone who plays in an office lotto pool.
1: You can put in the uh, the share per group member, whether that's a number or a percentage, and you can see what the prize uh, size is going to be down here and, you know, check out whether they've been paid or not.
4: Such a form may have prevented a nasty dispute between Hung Sang Suvan and four of his former co-workers. In court documents, they say they contributed to the winning ticket. But it's alleged the Surrey man refuses to share the $1 million prize. That's pretty crappy.
7: They should have been a bit more diligent about putting their names down, I guess.
4: The situation is similar to a 2005 dispute between employees at a Mission A&W. Nine workers originally claimed a $14.5 million lotto jackpot, but four others came forward. Eventually, the original nine each received a minimum $1 million, the others substantially less. B-C-L-C suggests appointing a team captain, someone whose job it is to purchase the ticket.
9: You want that team captain to put their name on it, and you want to put the words in trust on the ticket. That way
1: when that person brings it to B-C-L-C, we know that a group is involved.
4: Other tips from BCLC, ask the group captain to photocopy the ticket and give one to each player so they can check the numbers for themselves. Also, establish clear rules ahead of time if a group member does not participate in a draw. Good luck. And one more thing, even though you all work there, don't print your company's name on the ticket, because then your employer may want to cut of the jackpot. Jordan Armstrong, Global News.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
3: In this unrecognizable landscape that we all had memories here, Those memories deserve to be honored and the people that lived here never forgotten.
2: Families, friends and survivors gathered in Washington State today to mark five years since the deadliest landslide in American history. The private ceremony remembering the 43 people who died when the slide wiped out a rural neighborhood in Oso. The ceremony included the unveiling of a sculpture of the mailboxes that once served as a landmark at the entrance to the neighborhood. Well, the quiet of a Catholic mass in Montreal this morning was shattered when the priest was attacked and stabbed during the ceremony. All of it caught on video as the service was being streamed live. It happened just after 8.30 a.m. at Canada's largest church, St. Joseph's Oratory. The video shows a man approaching Father Claude Giroux, chasing him and stabbing him. Global News has chosen not to show the moment of the actual stabbing. The priest was taken to hospital with what are being described as minor wounds to his upper body. The suspect has been arrested and is in custody. The wait is over in Washington, D.C., and a new one begins. Special counsel Robert Mueller has turned over the report on his probe of Russian election interference and possible coordination with Donald Trump's associates. Now it's up to Attorney General William Barr to decide how much of the report will be made public. The investigation has cast a dark shadow over Trump's presidency, entangled his family, and resulted in criminal charges against some of his closest associates. People across New Zealand observed the Muslim call to prayer today as the nation reflected on the attack one week ago that killed 50 people at two
10: mosques. Ah, New Zealand mourns with you. We are one.
2: Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern and thousands of others congregated in a park opposite the Al Noor Mosque, now behind a sea of flowers thousands more watched on live television at the city's memorial park a mass funeral for 26 of the victims of the attacks including the youngest victim a three-year-old boy and a touching display of solidarity on vancouver island today as a group of people turned out to show their support for a local mosque as kylie stanton reports they used their bodies to symbolically protect the people inside
11: Thank you, you,
12: everybody. Thank you. Overwhelmed, Victoria's Muslim community offers handshakes, even hugs, not knowing what else to say. Thank you very much. In the weeks since the Christchurch massacre, they've been in mourning, feeling the senseless loss of 50 lives. But today, they're shedding tears of joy. There's a lot of people, and I'm happy to see that. Hundreds gathered here at the Aliman Mosque to form a protective human chain during the afternoon prayer the gesture organized by Sikh Youth of Victoria, a show of love and solidarity.
5: We were like, oh, we should do something to show them No, the whole community in Victoria is together and uh, they don't need to
7: fear.
12: It's just one of countless demonstrations taking place as New Zealand honors the victims with a national day of reflection. It's
7: the most moving
12: thing I've ever done. Halfway around the world, the message is the same. I wanted to make sure that everybody understood that they're full neighbours of our community.
0: I can't emphasise the importance of
5: it because um, in such incidences, sometimes what communities do is that they, they become isolated from each other. Uh, so such gestures, they help you know maintain that engagement um, and we're feeling the, the warm feelings that they, uh, they're trying to communicate to us.
12: The smiles say it all. And while it doesn't change what's happened, it's helped to change the way this community is feeling at home. Kylie Stanton, Global News, Victoria. In Health Matters
2: Tonight, advocates for diabetes patients are calling on the government to fund a high tech device that makes monitoring glucose levels much easier. As Linda Aylesworth reports, proponents say it'll actually save the system money by preventing complications.
0: Come on in, Basilisa.
13: Vasilisa was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes 20 years ago.
0: And your dose of your rapid acting is
13: adjusted. Until recently, she had to poke her finger with a needle to test the sugar levels in her blood. It's really painful to poke yourself every day and three times a day. But for diabetics who rely on insulin, there were no alternatives until a few years ago. Along comes new technology that removes the necessity to poke the finger, which tests the sugar hundreds of times a day. It's called a flash glucose monitoring system. A Teflon needle on a disc is attached to the upper arm, where it constantly monitors fluctuations in sugar levels, which can be easily downloaded. Can you tell me what your sugar is right now?
3: Okay.
13: What is it? It's 7.7. 7.7 not a bad not not a bad number. Being able to continuously monitor sugar levels can significantly reduce life altering even life threatening complications. But there's a problem, it's expensive and 80% of my patients who need the technology can't afford it. BC PharmaCare doesn't cover it. So if you don't have a private insurer that does, the annual $2,000 to $5,000 cost can be prohibitive. Vasilisa is worried because she recently lost her job and health benefits. It's Coburn right now, but I don't know in a few months. BC Diabetes is holding a fundraiser at Science World on April 4th to help those who can't afford a flash glucose monitor. Ultimately, I want BC PharmaCare to cover these devices for people who who need them. Linda Aylesworth, Global News.
2: Good news tonight for anyone who needs a blood test for cholesterol levels. As of now, fasting is no longer required before the test known as the lipid profile. That's especially important for people with type 1 diabetes for whom fasting for 12 hours can send blood sugar levels down and require a recovery period. An added bonus, doctors say there's evidence that non-fasting lipid tests are better predictors of heart attack, stroke, and total mortality. When it comes to clean energy, there are questions tonight about whether our public transit is as green as it could be. While there are companies in Canada that manufacture green buses compared to other major cities, critics say we're missing the bus. Nadia Stewart explains why.
3: Soon, passengers who rely on the Route 100 will be boarding electric buses as part of their daily commute. TransLink rolling out a pilot project as Coast Mountain Bus Company drivers and engineers become more familiar with the new infrastructure.
5: This is just our ability to start, if you will, kicking the tires. Understanding how the infrastructure is going to work, the charging apparatus is new. It's our first foray into the system.
3: And it won't come cheap. The new charging stations cost between $1.2 and $1.5 million.
5: It's not simply as easy as buying more, just buying electric buses. You've got to have the charging infrastructure.
3: But an op-ed from Clean Energy Canada says as much as Canada is leading the way with companies manufacturing electric buses, they're also falling behind. Very few public transit fleets have done large-scale integrations of electric buses, even though the technology is already here at home.
8: China's done it already. If they've got a whole city running on on buses. Uh,
3: Martin yeah, Milani with it's Clean Energy BC says with the prevalence of electric buses in other cities, it's making it increasingly difficult for Canadian companies to justify pilot projects. But, he says, another fleet of vehicles needs to go green.
8: But the real impact comes from moving delivery trucks. Uh, Everybody's now getting addicted to their free Amazon delivery, which means more and more trucks on the road. Every small business has a truck. They're all operating 6, 8, 10, 12 hours a day.
3: Nearly 50% of TransLink's fleet is already green. 262 trolleys, 145 compressed natural gas, and 255 hybrid diesel buses. Their goal is to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions by 80% by the year 2050. The first four fully electric buses should be pulling in any day now. Nadia Store, Global News. Yes.
2: No, your eyes do not deceive you. That car just rolled right over and kept on going. We'll explain after the forecast. This is crazy. (laughs) Who knows? Now that is a beautiful photo and you match it. it. I know. We coordinated.
11: <laughs> well yeah. done. Yeah, stunner of a sunset it was yesterday in Prince Rupert, and quite the remarkable day it was as well yesterday. They reached a record high of 18 degrees, which shattered a previous record set back in 1915. Meanwhile, today also was a record breaker, not as impressive as it has been. And what's interesting is it wasn't confined to one area; it's just peppered across the entire province. Looking at record highs yet again, Vancouver Harbour was at 16 today. Uh, But not coincidentally, we've had an elevated avalanche risk right across the province as well, all areas. These are all mountainous areas. So staying away from the backcountry is what Avalanche Canada is recommended, this due to this extended period of warmth that we have had. And temperatures are going to be falling as early as tomorrow morning, uh, but daytime highs are going to be a good 5 to 7 degrees lower than they have been recently. Now the big story is the rain that has arrived along coastal sections. It's tracking across the Strait of Georgia, Metro Vancouver, a vast system it is, as you can see, but not a very impactful one. We're just looking at a good five to fifteen millimeters of rain set to come to the south coast, and by tomorrow morning, you'll note it's moved off. We're expecting a sun cloud mix tomorrow morning uh, and into the day rather, with still a chance of showers. Temperatures around 14, and the possibility of a thunder shower for northern sections of the island. Now, I'm more concerned about another system that's moving in on Sunday, Sunday afternoon for the southern interior, showers and flurries at higher elevations I'll have more on that over the weekend. But in the meantime, have a look at what to expect for tomorrow. We're looking at 5 to 10 millimeters of rain to Prince George and quinell Morning showers for the Thompson Okanagan. It should be clearing into the afternoon. Could be hanging on to the showers, though, to eastern sections of the province. The south coast, there's that possibility of thunder showers that I have there. Everybody else clearing out. 14 for you in Vancouver. Squamish could still see some showers. Look at your long-range forecast. Again, that's showers tonight. Overnight, it should be wrapping up around midnight for Metro vancouver and i leave you with this gorgeous photo spring in the 604 brought to us by jan guys lovely thank you kasha back to that crazy car now and uh, pardon me back
2: to that crazy car that kept rolling over take a look <laughs> Happening in Russia, mechanics remodeled an old Soviet car in a very special way. The car was modified so that while driving, it can roll upside down and keep on going. The mechanics attached a circular metal frame to the exterior of the car in order to achieve the stunt. Yeah. See, they do it again.
8: Yeah, because who doesn't want that when they're driving? <laughs> wow.
2: I feel like that's going to slow down your commute a
8: little bit. It would so be. That's easy.
2: distracted driving.
8: For sure. Oh, that would be, and you imagine if you had like a Tim Hortons tea in there, everywhere.
2: It's no tie Friday. I like
8: it. It is no tie Friday, although I'm a little, uh, I'm feeling a little self-conscious. Like here. you're Like I feel like I'm showing. too low cut.
11: Oh wow.
13: <laughs> I, know. How dare you? I know
8: it is daring, yes. <laughs> like, well. I see it. <laughs> oh, I know you see it. Because <laughs> you're close. Just hide it from the rest of the world. Um, It's a good look. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, The Quinn Hughes bruise that's been keeping him under the Canucks lineup still will not allow him to play in either of the two games Vancouver has at home this weekend. Calgary tomorrow, Columbus Sunday. Team doctors have taken a very close look at the charts, and they have said it's just a matter of time before Hughes can skate again.
6: T-scan is negative, and... uh what we originally thought he's got a pretty bad bone bruise and he'll skate when he's right when he can when he can you still hopeful that there's enough time
0: to get him into a game
6: yeah i mean i've said from day one i'd like to play him so but we're not going to just play him without he hasn't skated for a while and he's gonna have to skate for a bit and feel comfortable young guy going
0: into the lineup
8: yeah it would be fun to see him before the end of the year speaking of seeing someone coming back uh, after spending a lot of time this season Dealing with the effects of a concussion, Sven Berchi is close to getting back to work for Vancouver. During his time off, he educated himself about concussions, what can happen, how you have to take care of yourself so you can get back in the game.
9: The times guys are, you know, scared when things like that happen. But um, you know, if you talk to specialists, then you know they can they can make sure um, that you you understand what's happening, and and that's the biggest thing. Once you understand what's happening, then you can just focus on uh, recovery. Sven
8: Berci knows more about concussions now than he ever cared to know, but it's a reality for the 26-year-old Swiss, who's now had five of them. He's missed 52 games already this year, thanks to two extended recoveries from an early-season concussion that flared up unexpectedly seven weeks ago in Colorado. It has been a struggle, wondering if this could be career-threatening. In recovering from a concussion,
9: the waiting is truly the hardest part. I had to give myself time and and that's obviously, I'm not a really patient guy when it comes to that but uh, in this case I really had to had to learn to be patient.
5: It can't be easy and, and it's got to be frustrating for him to keep uh, plugging keep away and keep uh, trying to get better and and, and come back this year it says a lot about him and he wants to win and he wants to, to play a, a, you know he wants to play hockey games.
8: Berchi admits when he returned earlier this season he avoided contact more than usual. It's a natural reaction, but for a guy who plays and has had success in the heavy traffic areas, there's really no avoiding the hits, and he's come to terms with that
9: going forward. Front, Berchi tipped it in. It's still the game you love, still the game you know how to play, and um, things happen, that's that's part of it. But you don't want to go out there and worry about, you know, getting hit again. You want to play with confidence.
8: Okay, hockey tonight. Minnesota needs this one. If they win against Washington, they get back into a playoff spot, albeit perhaps temporarily. And that's a nice goal by Colin Greenway, who I think is about 6-6. Uh, 1-0. It's now 1-1. Luke Cunningham is loose, Closing he in. scores he a winning goal. 2-1 Minnesota, connection now 5 points out of a playoff spot with that win by the uh, Wild. The Vancouver Warriors are only 4-8 this season, but since the top 4 teams in each division of the National Lacrosse League make the playoffs, um, their back to back weekend series with Colorado, which is also 4-8, could set up either team for a playoff spot down the stretch.
4: Warriors on three. One,
8: two, three. The first of the two games is tonight at Rogers Arena. And if the Warriors can win this one, they will secure a tiebreaker against Colorado should their records be even at season's end. But they don't want to put all the pressure on themselves to win this one tonight. If
5: you think about, you know, we need this win. If we get this win, it's great. You know,
8: we want this win, then you're not going to win. Starting this back-to-back at Rogers Arena should be a boost for Vancouver because the Warriors are starting to feel at home in their new home this year yeah you know what
5: we feed off that um any home team feeds off that but uh there's a lot of buzz going around the, the city with this team and you know the, the crowd's coming out they're loud uh they're cheering us on and you know it gives us a boost so yeah we love that
8: this is miami remember that song by uh, will smith hundred thousand dollar cars everybody's got them i don't know it Welcome to Miami. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Anyway,
8: Bianca Andreescu, another win in Miami. A second round match. She uh, wins it 6-3, 6-3. And so in the next round of this event, she'll take on Angelique Kerbers, the woman she beat in Indian Wells, for the title on uh, Sunday.
2: It's coming back to me now.
8: Okay. And uh, also on the men's side of this tournament, Felix Oje-Aliassime, second round match against Hungary's Martin Fusovic. And the Canadian wins this. After uh, splitting the first two sets, he wins the uh, third set, 6-love. Uh, Milos Ronish made a third round because he won his second round match when the other guy couldn't play. There you go. All right, thanks very much, Squire. There you go. Yes. Let's- check I said in. that twice for some weird reason.
2: With Andrew
10: for a look ahead to Global News at 11. And Thanks, Sophie. We'll have more on that stolen Bentley dangerously driving along the Coquihalla in the wrong lane. Tonight, we'll hear from the owner of the vehicle. And a deadly day on the roads in Vancouver Island. RCMP confirming seven people were involved in a multi-vehicle crash on Highway 4 near Port Alberni. A man in his 70s was killed and several others sent to hospital. The highway was closed for several hours. Those stories when you join us tonight at 11 o'clock. Sophie. All right. Thanks for that, Anne.
2: Squires back after a break with satellite debris. But first, here's Kasia Badurka with five things to do with your family. Kasia.
11: Yeah. With March being a big health awareness month, it only makes sense that Canada's largest food and health event is coming this weekend. Healthy Family Expo with over 200 exhibitors offers simple solutions for healthy, active and eco-friendly living. What's more, it's fun with activities and shows in a massive active kids zone. Experience nature with a fam at the Great Blue Heron Nature Reserve in Chilliwack. It's the Family Nature Festival, a time to visit the Heron Colony and appreciate wildlife art, engage in crafts and a scavenger hunt. Calling all crafters, the Abbotsford Creative Festival is tapping into the creative spirit of the West. At TradeX this weekend, celebrate your passion for sewing, quilting, knitting, scrapbooking and so much more via exceptional shopping and over 70 hours of workshops. Stimulate their imagination at the Polygon Gallery in North Vancouver. Bring the kids in for hands-on workshops and activities. Geared towards ages 6 to 12, kids under 12 must bring a parent or a caretaker. Fans of all things comics, toys, sci-fi and pop culture unite. Capital City Comic Con is back. Three days of panels, signings, cosplay and vendors at the Victoria Conference Centre and Crystal Gardens. As always, you'll find more info at globalnews.ca slash 5Things. This Friday, March the 22nd, another day without fresh snow, but beautiful conditions to hit the ski hills. 300 centimeters of snow on the ground at Cypress. Revelstoke has a snowpack of 212 centimeters. Fernie, 195. Big White has 209 centimeters of snow on the ground. It's minus one today in Sun Peaks with 167 centimeters of snow. Mount Washington has 207 centimeters of snow on the ground. Good job with that. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> Counted all the centimeters of well snow. Done. Strong well work.
8: Uh, okay, so last night the Kings played the uh, Sharks, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a lost season for the L.A. Kings, but they thought they would have some fun, so they brought in Will Farrell as Ron Burgundy to do the second period play-by-play. There wasn't a lot of play-by-play. It was just him kind of riffing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we thought we'd... Ron Burgundy doing the Kings.
1: Joe Thornton. Oh, Joe Thornton. Big Joe.
5: Duck Dynasty Joe Thornton. That beard. Apparently someone found a corn dog in Joe Thornton's beard during the intermission break. That's not all
4: they So what what advice would you give me to get a celebrity, a top movie star like out of his shell to have a good interview? Well, Patrick, I met you
5: earlier before the uh before the match at uh To to be quite honest, and I hope you take this the right way, you need to change your cologne. (laughs) You need to switch it up to a Drakkar Noir. Yeah. Or maybe a... uh, Tiger? The Tiger uh, one? The the, the Tiger one. (laughs) Love. Sex Sex Panther. Something like that. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Which has real bits of Panther in it. And it's mostly gasoline. If we do get to hear, what would your goal call be? Okay, so it'd be something like this. Kopitar with the puck. He dribbles, he skates up the eyes. Shot on goal! He scores. Put that baby to bed without a diaper. Something like that. Okay, like descriptive.
8: Yeah, I like maybe, that one. Maybe he should do the play-by-play. Put play. that baby to bed without a diaper. <laughs> I may use that one. Okay, here's two ads. Uh, one from Geico, which uh, has a workout I think we can all get behind, and an odd one from Reese's Puffs.
5: Geico makes it so easy to manage my policy with an app that lets me pay my bill, add a vehicle, or even file a claim. It's not just easy. It's aerobics in a recliner easy.
11: And plank. Smooth it. Shimmy. And step, step, swivel. Keep
10: it going. Kick. Hold. Kick it out, eh? And kick. Epic.
1: It's not just easy. It's Geico easy.
8: I think I want something a little more modern. What do you really want? I just don't want something so girly, girl. What do you really, really want? To be honest, I don't want to dress at all. What do you really, really, really want? I want to smash the institutions that dictate the way I'm supposed to dress, act, and sound. I want to be me, and I want the world to embrace me for it. What do you really, 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 really want? I want Reese's Puffs! That actually looks really cute on you.
2: I know, right?
8: Reese's Puffs is what you really, 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 really want.
2: Okay, I kind of do want to try them now. Just because? Do yeah, you? Yeah. Well, Reese's, right? Mm-hmm. Chocolatey, peanut buttery goodness. And milk. Delicious. Well, what could go insane. wrong?
8: I know. It's like Lucky Charms. Magically delicious. And
11: then work it off on the swivel chair. On the, on the exactly. swivel chair.
8: Okay, so this one I threw in because of you. Oh. Because if I remember correctly, you loved this Mercedes commercial. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was you. Here we go. <laughs> With chicken.
2: Yeah. It is. Yes, it's totally weird. weird. I feel like I need to go bathe or something. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. There okay.
11: Casha. <laughs> it's not right that after <laughs> this week it's now raining. But it's only gonna last through the overnight. Tomorrow should be much better.
2: At least we're officially into <laughs> spring. Oh, there's the chicken. Have a good weekend, everyone.